Happy New Year, everybody. I'm your host, Rambo, and welcome to Echoes of New Eden. Hope everybody's having a great new year so far. Let's uh, try and forget last year. Seems like uh, nothing really great came out of last year. <laughs> Except if uh, you call the game great, I suppose. We can agree on that. As you can tell, the show's a bit different so far. We no longer have Joni with us. Joni decided to, to part ways and go on with life. Decided that he doesn't really have much time to play the game anymore. And uh, so he decided to hand over the show to me. Which, in my time of the this podcast, granted I've only been here since about episode 12, but in my time here I just thought I would be a co-host. I actually never thought that I would become the host of this podcast. So I think, uh, I thank Joni for the opportunity to have me be able to do something like this so as the history of the podcast goes we had about 20 episodes so about 17 news episodes and three pilot talk episodes yeah the pilot talk episodes were pretty young um you know we're still trying to uh you know figure out what was best to put in those episodes but between all those episodes we had about 8,000 downloads and I'd, i'd say for 20 episodes that's still pretty good if, if, especially for as young as the podcast is and how young the game is so i'm going to be structuring this show a little bit differently than in the past since it's just me doing this this time around um i'm probably going to eliminate a lot of the kill mails uh, just kill mails don't really make sense anymore you you can find some hilarious ones that happen uh you you see ships that are worth billions nowadays it's like oh okay there's another there's another kill mail that's 14 billion okay i've seen that before um nothing too spectacular coming out uh i will say do though i did see a kill mail today where a person got killed by a pod but at the same time the other person who is the pod (laughs) died at the same time so the kill mail appeared to that it was a pod that made the the kill so that was kind of funny but over the last few days there's been big headlines i've seen it all over reddit i've seen it on discord pages i've seen feuds i've seen just a tremendous amount of content being put out there about this and that's the heist that happened on new year's eve that happened to um, one of the executor corps of the Golden Horde Alliance, Valhalla. So the GHA released a video a couple days ago, uh, and they had discussed the theft, but they didn't really mention whom it was and it, whether or not if it was a single person or multiple people. Now, a little history of it is that is probably considered the biggest heist so far in eve echoes history there's there's really none other to date that matched the numbers that they matched now depending on who you talk to 
the numbers are different. Some numbers are 70 billion and some some of the other numbers are 250 to 300 billion. So depending on where you hear your info, uh, it just depends on how much actually got stolen. They didn't mention whom it was. Even though it was out there as far as Reddit posts, there's a public Reddit post out there where a person by the name of Abriel had confessed in Discord about the theft. And basically she was taking shots at the CEO of Valhalla. Abriel had access to an account, amongst others, um, that dealt with the industry of Valhalla. And Abriel was no longer part of Valhalla by the time that this happened. So several people had access to that account. And at the time of the theft, somebody had let in some outsider members to come in. They got promoted and basically took everything out of the wall and hangers. And that was out of only the one corp. So I had brought in Abriel and I I had spoke with her. And uh, here's what she had to say. Morning, Abriel. How are you doing? Morning. Good. How about you? I'm doing fine. So I'm looking at the Evecos news, and I have here one of the biggest headlines in Evecos, and that's the biggest heist in Evecos history. And you happen to be the mastermind behind it. Would you care to uh, explain that to us? Certainly. I'm not hiding it. Um came out and admitted it. I want to start off with clarifying one of the things that's been out there first is the amount. The amount that's been thrown around. Since this started, it's gone from, I think it started at 50 billion was one of the first numbers thrown around. I think now we're at 300 billion is the last number mm-hmm. that was talked about, maybe yeah. with faction ships and all the faction blueprints. And I don't know, there's been so many crazy things that I stole that I've lost track. It is 20 billion liquidisk and 68.2 from the hangers. There was not a single faction ship. There was not a single faction blueprint. Nothing. If you... There are screenshots from the day... I did this right around, you know, right after New Year's on the East Coast. And... So New Year's Day in Valhalla was a post to their members saying... The good thing is, most of our stuff wasn't in our hangers. Which is ironic because Bo is going and saying, six months of work was in our hangers and taken, and it was all in there. But the post to the members, most of their stuff wasn't in there. None of their stuff for their Citadel was in there. Posted to their members, even. Um, there wasn't even enough minerals for our, a faction ship to be built. 
posted to their members, most of their minerals was in another location. They also have two other corps that have hangars. So, when we're talking about Valhalla, it's made up of three corps. Odin, Ivar, and Frigg. I only took from Odin. I want everybody to realize I know what I did was wrong. So, I'm not making light of the theft itself um, when I'm saying I only took from. But I want everybody to realize why I did this. It was never about the ISK. I have made many offers to return everything because I still, I still have it. Um, although at this point, I can't give it back because they have lied about how much it is. Nobody will believe how much I give back. Bo has seen to it that they won't accept how much I give back unless I come up with more. So I'll always have stolen a large quantity of money for from them and be seen as having kept that. Or I'll have to personally go out and like buy a large chunk. So I'm seen as a thief and a blackmailer, and in return he's blackmailing me. The irony of that one. But to get back to why I stole. Oh, and sorry, real quick. One of the things that he said, which is a small point, he said I took six months of their hangers. The game's not six months old. He said I took everything from those hangers when we because i was part of the previous team when the previous team had left we left them in pretty good shape but they had used a lot of the materials because we would build ships the indie team would build ships and then sell them because we had, when we left Valhalla, in Odin, 39.4 billion-esque. Because we used the materials, built the ships, and sold them to our members. We had a lot more liquid-esque, but not a lot in the hangars. Those hangars didn't have a lot in them. Well, to be fair, I guess they did have a fair amount. They had about 60 billion of stuff. Yeah, still quite a bit. Well, yeah, it is. It is. But it definitely wasn't 300 billion. So, I mean, I suppose it's possible in five weeks he got another 200 billion of materials in there. I, I suppose that is possible. It's not completely unheard of. But considering that his PvE team left Valhalla with me for the most part. Little hard to believe. But back to why I did this. Bo, from the very beginning of this game, I think anyone would admit is very charismatic. It, he still is very charismatic. To, to this day, anybody that meets him, he's... You talk to him, and unless you have any kind of immunity, you're like, well... The man can talk. He, he, he just has that charisma. He's a salesman. He admits he's a salesman 
And he does. He, he, he tries to sell you on things. He's a salesman. That's, that's his real-life job. And he's good at it with us. I'm assuming he's good at it in real life. My father was a salesman is some of his job. I, I know what they're like. I've always tried, I've always told them, don't try that salesman pitch on me. I, I've known some of the best. It doesn't work on me. But I can appreciate that charisma. I can appreciate that style and that flair. One of my first true interactions with him after being in Valhalla for a while, I, I, I had seen persona. But I was a junior officer at that point and I was verbally assaulted in one of our officer chats. I was a senior officer and one of our junior officer told me that his mother said when a girl's bitching she needed a good fucking. Did I need a good fucking? In the chat. And I lost it. I completely lost it. I went into our officer chats, pinged Bo, pinged a couple of the very the highest officers there was, and I told them they needed to deal with it because nobody should be talked to like that. Nobody. It, it was inappropriate. It was wrong. And I had been made promises when I joined Valhalla. We all had. When we joined GHA, when we joined Valhalla, we weren't going to get harassed. We, they wouldn't tolerate anything like that. They wouldn't be any leniency. Didn't matter if you were a girl. Didn't matter if you were a guy. If you were gay and someone had started bashing you, if you were getting racial comments against you, they weren't going to tolerate that. And then I got the apology in the chat telling me that basically it was he was sorry but it was you know my fault because of the way I talk I'm looking at this and I'm like completely ignored the apology I, I didn't really talk to the guy again unless I absolutely had to because of course nothing was done about this Bodium me and thanked me for taking the higher road and letting the officers deal with it. And the gentleman would be getting a second chance. Because everybody deserved a second chance. Everybody should get a warning. Even though, you know, the code of conduct, I think, is everybody's warning. And, you know, he's a trucker. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what does a trucker have to do with anything? You're making further excuses? And he's like... It's his job. It can, you know, be a little rough around the edges. Now, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm in the transportation business. I've been doing this and working in this field since I was 16. I've known truckers since I was seven. And I explained to Bo, who should have known this because I've been very open about this, I said, you realize what I do for work, right? What business I own. And I said, and who I've been around. And some of the roughest guys you'll probably ever meet. And they'd say, you know, that kick your butt. <laughs> and 
And I said, and if any of them talked to a girl like that, he would have had his butt kicked. Truckers are some of the politest guys you will ever meet. When they're talking to each other, they'll be rough, tough, in your face, but they won't talk to a girl in the middle of a general chat just like that, unprovoked. And they won't consider the way she's just generally talking as being provoked. They won't do it. But I let it go. Because being a girl gamer, which is sad to say, I've heard worse. I've heard a lot worse. And that's the culture we live in. That's the reality of our society. But I warned him. I said, you know, any other issue, and, you know, he's, he's dead. And I said, and I want immunity right now. I said, because I don't want to get in trouble because I knew what would happen. I said, I don't want to get in trouble for anything I do to him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And we moved on. The gentleman, and I say the term loosely, stole from the corp. Not too long after. Which we had suspected. And again, only senior officers knew this. It was kept quiet. It wasn't on a money. But I let him go. No announcements made. No red setting. We didn't go after him. He just let him go. And he's off doing his thing. Making money. Who knows if he's, you know, doing it to another corp. And we moved on. And this was... One of those times, but it would keep happening. Something would happen, and I was to blame. This is Bo's MO. He loves to shift blame onto other people. You'll hear him say, oh, it was my fault. But it's usually for something small. And then immediately, he'll find a way to blame someone else. And that's what usually ends up sticking. It's a great defense mechanism. It's a great strategy. Because if people remember that first, oh, it was my fault, they think, oh, he's taking responsibility. And they aren't psychologically remembering necessarily that second bit is the blame gets shifted. The ironic thing, too, going to throw out here, since I'm talking about the guy that stole and was let go. We had two players. One of them, they didn't steal, but they sold secrets to various other corporations. They were kept blue or at least not turned red. One of them was about a month into the game. One of our senior officers didn't like what was going on with the military. His name was Dap. And he had been, I think, people talk about the game Stellaris. I think he had been with Bo and the original people from there. But I'm not 100%, so please take that with a grain of salt, everybody. But, like I said, the game was about a month old. He didn't like what happened with the military, where we were going. People weren't listening to him. I'm not. It it was crazy in that month. And he sold secrets. And there's a screenshot from the announcement 
to Valhalla of both saying we are not turning him red for his service to the corp, you know, even though he sold us out because he was a wonderful officer. We're letting him go. You think to yourself, huh. Okay. So people can have those kinds of moral whatevers and that's okay. Like where would where are the, where is the line here? Where is the line? And and you're still questioning it. And we had another one very recently. I think Rambo, you might remember this. Gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. He, he was everywhere. Yeah. Very and vocal. He got very, very vocal. He sold secrets, I believe, to the Chinese. And he got let back into Valhalla as his alliance. The thing is, there are very, very few positions that let people back in as a corporation into the alliance. Very, very few. And it's, I'm not saying it was Bo, because I do not know. But it's his MO to do that if he thought, oh, just let him move his stuff. But he, he like I said, he lets thieves and people that sell secrets to the court go. Racist comments were also very common. He would say things like, moving to a nice white neighborhood, not trusting anyone Chinese. You have to watch your back with those Chinese. The problem with a lot of these comments, a lot of the problem with a lot of what he says is, Bo loves voice calls. It's very hard to get screenshots. Probably because of what I'm doing right now. He knows what he says can be used against him. And voice calls, you can't screenshot. But we do have a couple and also corroborating evidence um, that he had to be talked to. Riva from Red One and Kaywin from Red One had to talk to him in a voice call because he was making these comments and he was making all of the Golden Horde look bad. And that was a bad look for us. He is from the southern United States. And again, I'm not making excuses for him for this, but it is more prevalent to be more, and I'm using air quotes, (laughs) slightly racist down. Even if you're not aware of this, or even if you are. So whether or not that's it, who's to say? But it was common for him to make quote-unquote throwaway racial statements. I think we've covered, you know, the racism, the sexual stuff, like the first one, and then just all the other ones that you can't get away from. But this is all leading up as to why. This is all leading up to, yes. Then we had all the seniors leadership leaving for those that don't know and well i guess nobody knows because this is you know podcast going out to everybody so in october 
I was begging for help in Valhalla because we didn't have enough senior leadership and Bo was MIA because at that point he wasn't really running. He wasn't running Valhalla. We'd be lucky to see him or interact with him on a semi every few days basis. We didn't have enough support staff. It took me over a week to get a meeting set up with all the very upper officers to tell them I was having brain surgery, and which was pissing me off. And that was only because, basically, I threw a fit and said, we have to do this. This is not a joke. This is, I'm not kidding. We have to do this. And then once they realized, you know, why, it, it, and it wasn't just like, oh, you know, we need a new hanger. Well, not a hanger, but we need a new corp or whatever it was. It kind of felt a little bad, which wasn't my intention. But we were falling apart, quite frankly. We, we just, we didn't have the leaders. But because the Indian department was running well, because the recruitment was running well, nobody saw it as an issue that we didn't have the support structure in place. Because our big ticket items were rocking it out of the park. I spent what it amounted to at that point, three weeks before surgery, promoting people and rushing to get people in place. But by November, this point, we had a completely fractured leadership team. And the Jarls couldn't, the Jarls are the leadership right under Bo, could not take the lies anymore. We were being lied to by Bo, which was a big sticking point for all of us. Um, there were backroom deals. We were being treated very badly. Um, and I think if you talk to any of them, they'll, call, they'll validate my story. At that point, we were trying to prevent a strike against Valhalla because of actions that the Dragon Loot Shop, which will mean nothing to anybody outside of the Golden Horde. <laughs> and then Bo came into Valhalla and exploded it all on us for basically persecuting and being mean to his Golden Boy Dragon. Instead of siding with, you know, the leaders that were trying to protect all the players that were in Valhalla, he only saw as going after Dragon, no matter how hard we tried to explain it. And it came down to us against them, is basically what it came down to, which honestly was a sad thing. And... I was sitting back scratching my head, and I couldn't understand why when you have five people telling you something, five different people, five very different personalities at that, like, the five Charles think very differently. We're all very, very, very strong personality people and think very differently are all telling you the same thing. And this one person telling you something different. Why you chose to listen to that one person. 
and it was a charter violation, which is very, very black and white. But that's what ended up happening. We lost one jarl to a fight with Bo, who left. Just left. And went to Red One. He was one of our main indie people. And, of course, Bo said, you know, great communication. That's what you do. You just leave. Lost the next jarl, our total head of indie, to a fight with Dragon. I got blamed for that one. Because I didn't stop it. Bo said it was my fault. They were... I have screenshots of that one. I wasn't in the argument. I was watching it. But there was no way to get between the two of them fighting. It was Dragon and Scorn. Which, if you've seen the argument that happened a few days ago, I believe there were screenshots of it because I looked at it from Eve Echoes from the front. There's no way to get between those two, especially when threats are going on. But I was told it was my fault because, you know, accountability is a thing. I was the head of Valhalla. I was the COO, chief operating officer. And we lost Scorn. We lost our head of industry. So I told Bo it was his fault. We had lost two Jarls because accountability is a thing. And he was the CEO of Valhalla because accountability is a thing. So the rest of the Jarls, within the week we left. And he was left with two of them because we were no longer willing to put up with the lies, the deceit, the blame, and being treated so horribly. We were done. They had about 100 billion assets when we left, not including what was in all the other corps. That was just what was in Odin. And various members were trickling in, following us into Red One, because they missed us. They didn't like how Valhalla was starting to be run. They lost a large chunk of their PvE, which was cutting down on what was coming into the corp. And then we started getting screenshots from the players that were still there. This is what's going on in chat. This is what's being posted. And we ignored it, because it wasn't just me. It was a lot of us. And we'd laugh and say, it's not our problem anymore. We're sorry. If you're not happy, you can leave. Or you can bring it to your officers, depending on what it is. You can bring it to arbiters. It, it, we can't do anything anymore. There was a joke. It was actually a series of jokes. Posted and Dragon Loot Shop. That I brought to Tim. Because the series of questions had to do with... Rednecks was one of them. Which... Everybody doesn't really worry about rednecks, but if you think about it, that's not really very nice either. But the main one was wife beating, which is a charter violation. And anybody that has a little girl, anybody that has a wife, a mother, a sister, an aunt, should have a problem with that, even in a joking manner. And Tim brought it to Bo. And Bo's like, oh yeah, that's bad. That's a toxic place. And nothing else came of it. 
told him what he wanted to hear. Nothing else came of it. Just as everything else was done. But it was getting worse. The toxicity level was getting worse by the day. And then we get to the, what I consider the cherry on the Sunday of all of this. I got sent the, and I'm putting it in quotes for everybody, the, what I consider the incest child rape joke. And their admin was tagged into the room because it was an NSFW room, which has rules about no rape, um, racial stuff. And I would assume this one would fall under rules that it shouldn't have as well. Because <laughs> in what decent society should this be allowed? Who would allow a joke about incest baby rape? We are... I don't care if it's a game. I don't care if it's a game. And you don't know the people you're looking across the screen from. We're better than this. Yes, this is a game we're supposed to be enjoying. I may be okay and not, oh my god, triggered in a corner crying. But you don't know who else accidentally ran across that picture. And it could have emotionally scarred them. You don't know who else is viewing that. We have a code of conduct that certain things, even in an NSFW room, should still apply. And that crossed the line. And if nobody thinks that didn't, then I feel sorry for you. Because incest and baby rape is wrong, no matter what platform. And I realized that this needed to come out. Everything needed to come out. And I wanted better for Valhalla, which I helped build. I wanted better for GHA, which I helped build. I, until I left Valhalla, had done the onboarding and bringing in to the corp, bringing in almost all the corps, except for when I was in the hospital. I, at one point, except for the Russians, um, no offense, guys, um, knew almost every single CEO at one point. I wanted better for our players. I've always said I've gotten into fights with Bo because I wanted players first. And it broke my heart seeing this. And I couldn't do it. I just, I couldn't do it. And I said, I don't care if some people hate me. Well, okay, some people. Some, some people hating me was going to hurt. But <sighs> some people are very black and white. And that this is right and this is wrong. I'm a little more gray. Sometimes to do some good, you have to cross that line. And while I wouldn't hurt anybody physically to get them to do what I want, 
and I wouldn't steal in real life. <laughs> that is the good thing about this game. <sighs> and I didn't know how else to do it. I talked to people, and I tried going all the right routes, and nothing was getting done. Everybody was saying, we're aware of Bo, we know what Bo's like. I didn't know what to do anymore. And just because so many of the leaders knew what he was like, but either they didn't care, or they didn't want the drama, or they didn't have the power for change either. Or they wanted to live in their own little bubble too. Which I could appreciate, but I couldn't anymore. I couldn't. So, I was going to resort to blackmail. <laughs> I thought that at least if he admitted what he did and had been doing from the very beginning and left, GHA and Valhalla could grow stronger. Now, my plan wasn't to get caught, and I was going to return everything anonymously, which is why I use dummy accounts. <sighs> and why I, like, set everything up. I'm not going to tell everybody how I did it so it didn't lead back to me. Because some of the best computer whizzes, computer geeks, I don't want to offend you guys, but some of the best of the best have been trying to figure it out and still can't. And if I share exactly how I did it and it gets out, someone else could duplicate it. And I'm a thief with morals. <laughs> and I think even sharing this story, most of you, I'm hoping most of you can see that's my story. I'm a thief with morals. That's what this comes down to. And if someone used what and how I did it to then duplicate it and do the same thing or similar I couldn't live with that. So, no, I'm not sharing how I did it. And that's, that's pissing people off. And I understand that. And I accept that. I'm a little frustrated because apparently that's still implicating someone else, which was, which was why I came forward exactly the way I did, because apparently I still have an accomplice which was news to me. That was completely unintentional. I had a plan in my mind, and this wasn't the setup. But without going into detail of how I did it, it kind of got a little skewed because of what they think they found. So I'm apparently good at what I did, but not good because of who they suspect. People have asked why they forward sooner until someone else is getting implicated. Well, part of that is because I've found out Bo was leaving. I don't know if that's general knowledge, but he was leaving. So I screwed this up in ten million different ways. Because if he had just left, I would have just left it alone. <laughs> I was um, going to put my demands out like a day or so after, but then I found out that Bo was leaving. 
he wasn't going to be part of GHA. And I wasn't going to ruin a guy's reputation that wasn't going to be a part of our community. Why ruin someone's reputation that's not going to be playing the game anymore? That's not going to have any interactions? That's not... (laughs) My point of doing this was so he wouldn't be hurting our players. So he couldn't be doing this to anybody else. And then it turned out he was leaving? That defeats the purpose. If he left, I could give all this stuff back. Nobody's the wiser. We're done. But then he changes his mind. And he goes back and forth. And I'm hearing conflicting reports, and I'm like, so I'm sitting here with Whiplash going, what do I do? So I'm waiting, and I'm biding my time. Because, like I said, I don't want to hurt a man's reputation for nothing. If he's not impacting those players, if it's not going to get those child rape jokes, if he's not the one that has any say in that. Although, then I find out, Dragon's okay. And that comes out in the last few days. And I'm sitting back going, oh, great. There's two of them. (laughs) So I, I, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. But that's, that's how my interactions with Bo came from the beginning of the game to the end. That's how we get the misogyny. That's how we get the racism. That's how we get the incest baby rape jokes and how I got them and what pushed me over the edge and how so many things have been pushed under the rug and hidden. There are so many secrets in the rooms and the DM groups that I can't keep track of them all. We've been, what are we at, five months now in game? Mm -hmm. And it feels like five years. And I started playing for fun. (laughs) And it's, it's, I still have fun. I like the game. I like so many of the people. And people say, well, why didn't you just leave? And that's a question. But I like the people. I love the people. I have made some amazing friends. I have made some amazing friends. Some of them I've probably lost because of this. Which is so sad. Like, it's so sad. But... I can't get over that last thing. And people are like, well, you have to let your anger go. Well, why is it me letting my anger go? What about anybody else? Who, whose moral ground do we stand on? Yours or mine? Which one, which one is worse? Which one is better? Don't we find that middle ground? And what is that middle ground? What middle ground is that? Ask people that. It's a mobile game. That we're playing. And I did a mobile theft, yes. But don't we still need our morality and our real life morals to come into play of what we see and do? That's where I was at. Well, that's an astonishing story. And uh, it's just so unfortunate that it had to come to that end of the road for you as far as, you know, uh, losing friends, being on the not so good end of a joke. Just, it ruins the game. <clears throat> and it ruins friendships. 
and it just sucks. I don't know if it's really that public, but the industry team at Valhalla had a single account that was accessible by several members, and it was you, and it was that account that was used to uh, bring in an outsider account or two to be able to do the theft. The theft goes down. It was probably I don't know how long, how much longer after that in the timeline. A week. Announcement goes out. No, about the hangers being taken. Oh, the next day. Not even the next day. Yeah, it had to have been an hour or two afterwards, right? When somebody noticed. Yeah. They have all their accusations. They're going member by member of everybody who had access to that account. And just trying to do their investigation. It wasn't until maybe six days after the theft isn't until when you came out about it and confessed to it Correct. when you confessed to it uh ultimately you were taking your shots at Bo. you did it because of Bo. i offered the items back he confesses to what he does we have the screenshots because him just confessing just looks like i am a terrorist that they're con- <sighs> they came out Neosporin and Bo came out with a nice hour-long video and ended it with a meme with me as a terrorist. Now, I haven't done anything other than I'm going on the news here to share my story. I'm admitting what I did. Bo isn't admitting anything he did, any of his wrongdoing. He's still playing the innocent in all this. Even to his own players. Which I find so ironic. I would probably still give this stuff back. But he refuses to admit it. And refuses to take responsibility for it. And I can't anymore because now everybody thinks I'm a liar about the amount. So I can no longer even give the stuff back. But I offered it back right away. And his officers said, no, she's a terrorist. We don't negotiate. So I said, fine, I'm done. (laughs) They rather not get their stuff back than just have him admit what he did. They didn't want to put their players first. I've always been willing to put my players first. I would have quit the game and taken. If it was me, I would have rather quit the game first, gone to another corporation first, and got our stuff back. I don't care what people think. But this is what I'm doing right now. I don't care what people think. i rather everybody know what Bo is and not care what they think of me, and put the players first so they know what kind of person they're dealing with. Which was what this was all about. Because I've always been players first, because even though I'm not a leader anymore, I'm a leader at heart. Although people say real leaders when taking stuff from the players, so I mean, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So how does this affect your game from here on out? Oh, I don't know. The war... I offered to leave NSF. 
NSF was so I could just have a place to rat in Nullsec. Because when, right after, someone approached me and said, I can find you a court somewhere far away in Nullsec. So you can go rat, you can PvP, you know, you'll be okay. And I said, can I bring anybody with me? Because I know for a fact at least two people are coming with me. Because for those GHA, they'll know. Ira isn't leaving me. And crazy scary Amber is not leaving me. <laughs> um, and they said yes. I said okay. The next morning, I was told... This can't happen unless, and I was conditions. You return everything. Yeah, that's fine. I was planning on that everything. You apologize, say it was all lies, and don't do any media. I very nicely said, screw you, fuck off. Although I didn't say fuck off because I tend not to swear very much. Although, in that particular instance, I might have actually. And I actually liked the person I was talking to, so it kind of upset me a little bit. I don't know if that was that person's choice or if someone else got to them. I'm honestly not sure. (sighs) I find it ironic, quite frankly, that... They, GHA, rather have someone leading them as their, I've heard him called the spiritual leader, and that is still speaking for them, that supports sexism, racism, and those kind of jokes than a thief that tried to to light. The dichotomy is lost on me somewhere. Someone said to me, the game mechanics are war and spying and backstabbing. Yes. But we still have to have our real life moralities in that We can't stand for certain behavior. And we get so upset about racism, which we should. We need to get upset more about the sexism that runs rampant in games. Which, as a girl gamer, I'll put up with that. Because I've grown numb to it. Which is a sad, sad commentary on gaming. But also the jokes we allow. And if someone's not standing up for that, then how bad are we really going to get? And that's what it comes down to. (sighs) I just wanted a quiet little place in Nullsec to rat and PvP with my friends. I wasn't looking to go to war with GHA, considering I have so many friends there. I'm told most places won't take me. And I don't speak Russian or Chinese. Otherwise, I'd probably go see them. 
and there aren't many other options. So I do not know the fate of my game. Well, um, well, thanks for sharing your story, and I really hope that you can find enjoyment in the game. I hope that you can find a pocket in space to where you can rat and talk with your friends. But uh, NSF might not be it for you <laughs> if they're going to war with GHA. Um, yeah. As to other corporations, there's a lot of corporations out there. They can, uh, I, granted, maybe not all null sec, but there's some high sec ones that pretty much welcome everybody. But um, yeah, well, you do I have some boring when you're null sec, <laughs> right? Yeah, when you're born in null sec, that's where it's at. Yeah, uh, but you do, especially when you were a beta tester, and yeah, I'm you know, a, you have quite the burden to bear, but. If there's any corporations that can look past that, see you as a player, um, then it's oh, no. it's up to them. Reliances, because I do have a corp now, and I'll recruit players. I'm, I, I'm recruiting! If anybody hears this, I'm openly recruiting, and we can... I have some monster players. <laughs> Scary players. <laughs> Scary players that can hold Enrail by themselves against the horde. I'm just saying. <laughs> Alrighty, Abriel. Well, uh, thanks for taking your time and hope the best. Thank you. So, definitely a story to be said there. So, it's just unfortunate that it's had to come to that. So I kind of want to lean into some of the politics then in this game. And one thing about Eve Echoes that I've found fascinating was the politics behind it. And pretty much you could start drama from nothing. Basically that's what it seems like. It's just it's a soap opera and you can you say something or do something and then all of a sudden it just turns into a shit show. Politics can definitely ruin the game for that player or players if it's definitely if it's toxic enough nobody wants to hear that kind of bs going around and it's just toxic to its players you now the politics you got good politics and you got bad politics and it's typically the bad politics that always results in members leaving um wars being started uh members even fighting with each other accusations and all that it it's not really good for the game so i was just curious i, I think to myself like how the heck does somebody deal with the politics you know especially if somebody's in like a ceo or a uh, a CEO position or a leadership position. It's like, how do they need to deal with the politics? And basically, you just have to be strong. Mental, you know, they have to have a strong mentality to be able to. I want to say sleep at night because I don't even know how some of these people sleep at night, having to deal with the problems that come about with corporations and their members. So I reached out to Cow. Uh, I, I had Kyle on the show 
uh, once before, and we were talking with uh, about diplomacy. And he's in his position. He deals with a lot of politics. It's just in his role. And so I reached out to him, and uh, I sought out some info and some tips. And here's what he had to say. All right. Well, I got Cal with me. What's up, Cal? Hello. And you were a previous uh, guest on our show, and we very much enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, it was a great conversation we had last time. Uh, it was a good way. I actually had a lot of reach out about diplomacy. It was a <laughs> good yeah. advertisement, I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. And actually, and I had invited you on the show this time to talk about politics. And seemingly, with all the stuff that goes to down in New Eden, politics is a super crucial aspect of the game and how people deal with it and how it affects people's gameplay and you know just everything in between that and uh i I wanted to get your perception on it how do you deal with the politics Uh, well so understanding that eve is one of the most unique breeding grounds for this particular type of meta game and uh when like last time we had a conversation i told you old buddha saying about uh modifying your want like not not wanting not wanting but modifying what you want for and it, this is no different when you're dealing with politics not every situation goes your way hell you don't even win most of the time but you go through it and you do what you're doing because you have a larger goal like in video games like this this is more of a passion project it's something that we give our time to. Like, I, I have a great structure in FFA now that run, uh, my, uh, like me and you were talking before we uh, turned this on, I have several um, councils per se for each one of the varying phases of Eve, and they more or less manage the day to day stuff with a larger player pool, and it it's really nice because when you give people a sense of ownership, not only does it lessen the load on you from having to do everything, but you also give these people some way to put their time into it. Um, I, uh, my uh, fellowship of the crab team, I have to give a personal shout out to them because they have been on top of the ball. Like these guys have put together within a matter of a week of being informed, they have spreadsheets out and complete loot tables set up for every kind of instance possible. And this is completely self-sustained in, in inside of FFA. So a delegation of task is a huge thing. The second thing is to make sure that you don't let it get personal. This is still a video game. Like, I'm Cal, yes, everybody knows me, I'm the same way I am in real life as I am on a video game, I don't change anything about it, but at the end of the day, this is all but a game, so you can't let, the second you let somebody else on the internet make something personal, chances are they won whatever that situation was. Uh, There's a long-standing joke that the highest-priced mineral in EVE is actually salt, and I completely agree with it, whether that be diplomatic salt or PvP salt. You don't ever want to be the one that someone gets to farm that from. So maintaining a a level of decorum 
is a big point. Also making sure that you have a set goal. Like uh, with Northern Coalition, FFA, and our everybody inside of FF, we're a peace first doctor. And like, we honestly believe that if you want to be friends, we want to be friends. Nobody has to shoot at each other if we don't want. And um, keeping that in mind and always aligning yourself to that goal makes it easy because when things don't go your way, you can look at the situation and be like, well, it just didn't fit our spectrum. It didn't fit what we were trying to go about. Um, I recently had blue talks with SHH and a couple of other people attempting to try to quell a lot of the wars down in the Declan area. And unfortunately, because of some snafus happening with uh, membership pilots, uh, you, you lose a faction battleship or two, or you have a station dinged on the same day you're in the middle of Diplo, and things can take a hard left-hand turn. But, you know, you figure out that, that obviously they, that didn't work out in your favor, and it didn't work out in the spectrum of what you were trying to do. You can come back to the table later, see if it can work, always try to find the middle road. But being able to compromise, never having to stick so firm into anything that you become rigid is probably one of the biggest things that I can say is how I have survived. Um, understanding that there's always, there's three stories, there's my story, there's your story, and there's the truth. And finding the truth and making sure that that's what we're acting on. Uh, there's a lot of pressure dealing with 900 people. I mean, I spent the first three months of this game, more or less, day in, day out, regardless of whether I was at work or not, fielding Discord, doing Diplo across the board. And I'm not going to lie that not every player is going to be built for that type of stay, but there are those out there that have it and it's your job as leadership to try to identify those delegate those tasks make sure that you have people that are trustworthy and understand that eve is a place where trust is the most valuable thing ever and knowing who you can trust instilling that trust and trying to maintain that around you is important because you know you can have any number of things happen. There's been more than a few million locker out, like locker dump outs from every organization known to man on both Eve Online and Eve Echoes that happens for some of the most ridiculous reasons. And you can't let that be the end of you. You're uh, you have to always be able to bounce back. It's never about the first punch. It's always about being able to to last the last one to land the last one. Rather, sorry. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll, I'll let you kind of direct traffic here. I just went on a huge rant. <laughs> no, I just like to listen. But <laughs> the, you know, the you were saying it's like the if if you've got the charisma, you need the stamina to to be able to continuously do this day in day out for several well, so months at a time. So having a goal and being able to have short term, mid term, long term markers on that goal are big. Like, I didn't come into this game thinking that I was gonna make the whole northern section of the map like each other. I didn't even think that it was a feasible idea for a long time. But over time, like, I started out as a small CEO, and I was like, well, you know what? I want to go up north, and I want to try to figure out how I can hold this area, because I know how resources play out later in the game. 
So, you know, and I may, I meet FF. I find out what FF's doctrine is. I agree with their peace first mentality. I agree with the fact that, you know, we can be everybody's friends. Like, we don't have to sit here. We can have controlled fire. We can sit here and understand, like, I don't need to shoot your structures. You don't need to shoot mine. There's a lot of things from EO that can be brought in. And uh, a lot of the mobile politics up this point has always been you, you either accept this or we fight because we can just put our phone down and go back to whatever it is else that we're doing. Go and back to Candy Crush. Yeah, Exactly. And, and the thing is, when your FC is treating your troops like that, that's a problem. You're causing burnout on your own end. Yes, I get it. You're winning the attrition war. You're, they're losing five members while you're losing one. But the game still lost six members. How many times can we lose those six members before there's like a half a dozen of us that are playing and yelling at each other on Reddit for no apparent reason? <laughs> to the player retention part of it too, is it seems like once you get onto that boat where politics basically surrounds the game, it seems like a lot of people would just rather play the game and not deal with the politics because, of course, the politics just make the game worse you know so how what what would you say to players to just play the game rather than listen to the politics let the let the let the corp leaders and alliance people deal with the politics so a lot of times it's understanding that politics doesn't have to be complicated uh, i wish a lot a lot of players that suffered from that style of burnout um, would have dealt with more balanced approaches to things. Try to find a way to explain it. Yeah, it's difficult. Well, no, it's because we make it hard. We, the politicians, make it hard. Like, the ones that hold the regional power and everything like that. Like, I, I have a situation right now with a party that uh, would like to be blue and has tried to back channel this that and the other and all i've asked is for them to just literally drop the pretense and come ask me if you come ask me and you say hey look do you want to trade blues absolutely until you're willing to personally stop with all the rest of the drama outside of it and come to me as a person drop the gamesmanship and just be like hey look want to be friends i really don't have time for it I have lots of other things that I have to worry about domestically. I mean, inside of the Northern Coalition area, there there's always something going on. And it's not... I'm sorry, that, I'm, I'm getting random Diplo but, as I'm reading <laughs> as well. So. so how should members deal with the politics? All the stuff that they're seeing on Reddit, all the stuff that they hear about in the Evecos news announcements, whatever stuff that goes on internally in conversations within their corporations. How should well, they deal so, with that? I, I mean, then you have at the end of the day, remember that where you sit and where you fight is your vote. If you don't want to be around bad politics, don't, don't be around bad politics. There's plenty of organizations that don't run a dirty game. Uh, you, you're where you're sitting is your vote. Uh, and for those organizations, I would tell them that they should probably try to tone down the rhetoric. I would tell them that, you know, there's a, a much easier line where everybody can win as long as everybody's willing to listen. 
and it's really up to those members who have it or the members because it goes one of two ways either the top listens and they move on it or the bottom listens and they move on and it's our choice whether or not the rest of new eden presents somewhere where they can get away from that pot set of politics or if they just get to really look at the game be like hey look it's all it's all the same they all run the same bullshit everybody's got the same mentality when it comes to this that the other and with a game that's so nuanced and has so many cultures and so many people is eve that it, that should never be the case if you don't like what's going on around you go somewhere else and i and that's one of the reasons why i don't have too many member issues inside of ffa is because i have a firm rule that you can't poach what didn't want to leave in the first place so like i'm happy i dude i'll move their stuff down with them i'll scout them out of the system if they want to go do something else i have no problem with that that we're an open family this isn't about trying to sit here and capture as many numbers as possible it's about building something that is more akin to like a brothership or a fraternity of people that enjoy what they're doing and because they enjoy what they're doing, they do it better than the next guy. Not because they had to be sat in front of the computer for 14 hours on some gate camp to get lucky because somebody happened to be on the right path. No. There's, and the, it, it, everything starts with culture. And there's only two places the culture come from. And culture either comes from the top, down, or the bottom, up. And when you see culture differences, like you will see in a couple of different organizations throughout uh, EVE Online and EVE Echoes right now, where those divides are happening and people are finding their new home. And I think after the dust settles, because this was a new game and everything was just uh, starting and you got everybody to jump in on whatever political sphere that they could and it was just one cult of personality versus another we're gonna um start to see people lean where the merits are when it comes to these organizations and how they're ran and that it's not just content it's not just creating youtube videos and ranting on reddit it's more about being able to keep a sustainable environment for people and that isn't filled with a bunch of absolute crap and if it is when crap does happen that people have a way not only to project their voice but to do so in a manner that they know that it was heard yeah i mean i don't disagree <laughs> Yeah, and as long again, like we we talked last time about how station defenses can be made easy by just giving people a little bit of ownership. And like I said, I brought up collection plate around, and I even if you could only give a million or two isk to the project, I wanted everybody to give something, whatever they could give to the situation, so that that way they had some form of ownership. Even if they looked at only two of those pixels and said, "Those two pixels are my pixels." Nah, that those two pixels are really your pixels, dude. They're trying to shoot those pixels. Go get them. And they people show up when it's there. I think right now there's a large disconnect altogether that people are, aren't feeling ownership of the game. Like, there's too many people in positions, much like myself, where there is a large swing of power. And what I would tell them is that there's a lot of people that got into these positions that were extremely charismatic 
that ran things not the best. I'm not going to try to point out any particular points there because you guys can figure that stuff out. Um, but you just have to remember that these positions that we have right here, the ones that are in the greater part of the political sphere, regardless of how we got here, we're only here because of the members underneath of us. And at the, any moment that those members feel that you're not doing your job or that you're not able to do your job anymore because you've made yourself politically toxic or whatever it may be. Every, you know, that you do have the vote at the end of the day and a dude on a soapbox with nobody else around him looks crazy. It's a different, you know, you got a crowd sitting around you and you're sitting on top of a soapbox. You have a little bit of credibility. People start to listen. They say, oh, you know, there's 150, 200 people just crowding around this dude sitting on a soapbox. What's he got to say? You don't get that when players just say no. And that's where we're at. The players have to say no. The players have to go get back and get their part of the ownership of this game. Because there's way too much. And I'll, and I'll say it out in the open. There's, there's way too much in the way of upper leadership of large organizations around the board. I'm not, again, no particular parties being named. There's just... A lot. Take a look in both New Eden, in any form of New Eden, whether it be Eve Echoes or Eve Online, and the backroom dealing and the the just it's so bad when you take it away from being an honorable human being. And if you, the only way that we have an Eve to um, discipline anything like that is the court of public opinion. Not. Uh, you've heard me be a big proponent against Reddit, and I, I've crossed swords on there once or twice. I try to stay off of it because it's not the place for leadership to have a discussion, nor is it the forum any kind of diplomatic action to happen. And most of the time, every time I see a uh, post on Reddit, it's just bullshit. Like, it's not even well, right. So it's not even correct. It's not even factual. I give, I give Honk a lot of credit because they keep things a lot lighthearted. But every other piece of propaganda I have seen that has come out of Eve Echoes is B-tier at best. And, it, yeah, there, there's no API to sit there and really check anybody. Everybody tries to skew their numbers. Kill mails aren't actually worth what kill mails are worth. Think about it in the industry sense if you're actually making chips instead of just buying them out of Jita. It's, it's hard. <laughs> And the hard part is going to be convincing players to give up what they know now to move on to better things. And I'm not telling anybody that it's like open recruiting at FFA or anything. I'm not making a global plea to anyone like that. God, no. But look around you. Find things that look like the game you want to play. If you see them, that's what, that, go play there. That's what you should be here for, is your enjoyment as a line member. And the people that fulfill your enjoyment and do the, the work along the way, those are the ones that should be where they're at. Everybody else that just, you know, sits here and does this all for their own ego and doesn't take into effect the fact that you have a couple hundred, if not a couple thousand people that have, you, you have an effect on their everyday gameplay, yeah, you kind of get lost in the chaff. You have to have that baseline. The second you forget the line member, then the line member should forget about you. 
I wanted um, to talk to you about the most overpowered ship, uh, the friendship, and how does that affect in-game relationships and politics? So the, the, the doctrine of the friendship is that every voice is heard to a degree. So you, when you're when when you're in, when you're moving around and you're doing things, you take into mind what is the best way to approach this with not only the intent of making your friendship survive, but growing and making it larger. Um, so as long as you're making decisions in the direction of growth and prosperity, you, you don't run into too many problems. The second that you start trying to create divisive relationships between peoples anytime you create a rift you're generally the person that's gonna lose behind it so like i find in my real life that anytime i draw a hard line in the sand i was probably the one that made a mistake i would tell you that balancing and maintaining things is about understanding what a friendship is making sure that it it's defined the bound you know the boundaries of the doctrine per se having mutual goals and interests and making sure that you stay aligned to those and as long as you stay aligned to those for the greater part of it um you'll do just fine you'll always have some outliers that feel some kind of way because they had another idea or this or that that's all well and good and it's part of the game but making sure that you're staying in line with the core principles of why you started something. Um, like with NC, it's to maintain a healthy player environment throughout New Eden to the best of our ability. And as long as we're moving towards that goal, we find people of like interest and we are able to coalesce on that goal. And because of that common ground, it it as long as we're acting upon that common ground, it's very hard to divide it. And that's why it's the most overpowered ship is because once you actually have it, and I'm not talking about just loosely affiliated alliances and stuff like that. I'm talking about actual friendship. Once you have an actual friendship with several organizations or groups, or even just think about it as one pilot as one pilot. If you have several friendship, real hardcore friendships with nine other pilots, you have a pretty much an on-call fleet. You're way more powerful than you were as one dude. And just, you know, you can scale that up from there. And politics have a nasty way with people taking their positions and trying to better either for directly less for the more common good and more for their own personal gain. And honestly, the more towards personal you get, because some people do it where it's just because it does better for their players, and I can understand that to a degree. And then there's other people that do it just because it works for them. And when it people that just works for them, and it just because it follows their personal ethos instead of the ethos of the organization or the ethos of the coalition at hand, that people start eyeballing you a lot harder. I don't find that politics hurts the friendship. If done correctly, I find that it's the only way to grow it. And that bad politics 
can rip one apart. But the easy way to tell is just look at self-interest. And remember that everybody in EVE, when they do something crappy, just love to point at the game and be like, well, I'm just a pirate, bruh. Well, start thinking like a pirate. Like I said earlier, trust is the most valuable thing in all of New Eden. It's worth more than any amount of isk that goes into the friendship and actually bonding with people and having an understanding. I have a big shout out to the Cine guys who just went down south and have started up and doing stuff down there. Uh, FFA, we love those guys. They're die friend, like diehard friends of ours. And um, there's not much that could cause one way or the other. Um, because we all, like, our two player bases literally just jive together. Like, they're two peas in a pod. We do join operations together. It's just like both of our discords got twice as big. And when you're finding those like-minded groups, keep in mind that not every one of them is going to fit. Not every friendship is for you. And to keep your eye open and realize that if you've played EVE Online for more than a month, you've probably been, been in three corks. So don't get stuck in the first corp or the first alliance that you're at if you have to absolutely, you know, look around you and say that there's bad stuff going around, going down. It's your vote as a player to be able to step off and be and show your leadership what they need to do. You know, if you don't like war, step off, tell them it's because of the war. If they don't take care of the war, that's on them. Um, if they, if your indie projects are garbage and you have no structure and that's why you're leaving, then tell them that's why you're leaving and go. And if they don't fix it, then I'm sure more people will follow behind. It, 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 this being an elect, not even an elected position, but one that the power is generated from the voices underneath you should keep you humble. It should ground you. It should remind you that if anybody's the boss of anybody, it's the line member paying the boss over you. You just get to drive the boat. And when we have more leaders think like that, I think that we'll, you won't have to ask me that question. I'll be on for another interview about what's the most efficient way that you can try to make as many relationships as you can as quickly as possible. Because I've got some real interesting theories on that, too. <laughs> That'll be next week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Cal, for talking with me today, and I hope to have you on again. Absolutely. You know, I'm, my door is always open to you. Any topic you want to talk about, um, feel free. And as a general rule of thumb, um, just anybody that listens to this, the Northern Coalition is always looking for new people to petition for blues. We're always about making friends, and um, we honestly believe that we can create a wonderful player environment that will allow Eve Echoes to not only live, but flourish, not only through its first year that it has to make it through, but for many years past it. Alrighty then. Well, take care. <laughs> you too, sir. Bye. Alright. Wow, it was quite the episode we had today. Sorry it was a bit longer than uh, the usual episodes that we do. Uh, I, I know it's been a while since we released an episode, so I just wanted to do a special episode like this, present the interviews as they are, uh, minimal editing, and, uh, you know, just get the info out. So from here on out, probably shouldn't, I probably won't have uh, as lengthy of shows, but 
in this case with the interviews that I did have, I did want to make sure that that info did get out. So as far as the future goes, if anybody's got any questions or concerns, they can come and ask me and I'll include the Discord link in the uh, description. And Corp Ads, I'll be doing Corp Ads again. Uh, if you could please provide me your Corp Ads and then uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way to mash them into the episodes. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.